Cast fans, welcome to welcome. the recap of NXT. NXT. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, joining me here on the Boochcast, you heard him on the previous uh, segment that came out. Uh, he's been woken, yep. he's been broken, yep. and now he's just broke. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back the one and only, the broke soulless ginger, Mr. Zach Scott. What's up, dude? Dude, that's, yes, it's me, the broke soulless ginger. Genuinely speaking, I'm not broke. Yes, uh, and we have one hell of a show we're going to get into right here. Uh, we know we got into some craziness in the last uh, show. 
show. Uh, it was a free for all, so many topics were said, tensions were high at times, but either way, it was fun. But this go around, we're just gonna talk about NXT, uh, and this is of course was the debut of NXT two point. Oh, to which I reply, what the fuck? What the fuck? I agree see. with you, man. What the fuck? Yeah, so we got the new NXT logo that um, looks... Um, it looks... What the fuck is that? I don't know. It looks like it was done in a second grade art class. But... Slap hands. Slap hands. So we have that. <laughs> burn. And burn. And then, of course, um, we have the Capitol Wrestling Center, which I will admit this. I love the new setup in the Capitol Wrestling Center. I really do. Like, I like the fact that they have uh, seats for all the fans now instead of just that b- boarded up yeah, area. Yeah, I saw that, too. The I like the way the Titantron is set up, like the stage and everything. It looks great. Like, it looks like a real wrestling show again. And I like that. I think that was, I think it's a very well done um, setup for NXT. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the show kicks off with the fact that they mentioned Samoa Joe is now injured and had to relinquish the NXT championship. Which fucking sucks. Samoa Joe, if you hear this, I'm sorry that happened to you, man. You just won that thing, and now he has to give it up. That fucking sucks. I feel I feel for the dude. He had it. Now he has to give it up, give it away again. Yeah, he was the first ever three-time NXT champion, and now he has to relinquish the title. But he does plan on going back for it when he is healed up. So he might become the first ever four-time NXT champion when he comes back. He might, might do the Booker T thing, five-time, five-time, five-time. I don't know, but it's definitely interesting to see because you don't see. Like I said, it was weird when, when he was the two-time NXT champion. Uh-huh. But now we've seen two-time NXT champions. We'll get into more about that. But, uh, you know, it, it's interesting to see somebody become a, an NXT champion more than once. In fact, what's even crazier is earlier in the last segment, we were talking about uh, Big E uh, winning the WWE title. He was actually a former NXT champion back in the day. Yes, he was. So, you know, and, and stranger things can happen. So, we now know that the Fatal 4-Way match that was supposed to determine Samoa Joe's next number one contender is now for the vacant NXT title. Yes, it is. Yes, so, it is. so we get promos from everybody. Uh, yep, yep, yep. Tommaso Champa shares his thoughts. In uh, the chair, like what, he's been doing. Uh, yeah, which I think I still think it's unnecessary. I think he just needs to stand there and just just go <sighs> walk away like he has been doing. Just he doesn't need the chair. I, no, I, I don't mind him sitting in the chair. I just feel like it's one thing if you're really legit pissed off at somebody, but to do that every time you get up, I think is just, it, it's overdoing it. Like, it feels forced. It's like you're forcing yourself to be angry instead of being legitimately angry. Like, that's how I feel. It feels forced, and I don't uh-huh. like it. Okay, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, we saw promos from Chamato Chapa, uh, O'Reilly, LA Douche. And Pete Dunn. Yeah. So, yeah, Pete Dunn cuts his promo. Yep, I yep. thought his was very well done. Same here. Kyle O'Reilly was babyface 101. It was just, ah, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. LA Knight, flawless as always. No, and he wasn't. Yes, he was. No, he wasn't. Yeah, he was. Nope. Dude. Nope. What the fuck is wrong with you? You really want to know? Do I? Do I? I don't know. I just feel like you cannot deny this man is incredible on the mic. He incredibly sucks. You're a fucking idiot. I swear to God. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I don't know what we're going to do with this guy. I, I, I've I've sent him to obedience school. It doesn't work. I'm... <laughs> 
Do we? You. I don't know. Maybe we need to have him neutered. I don't know what the fuck we gotta do, but so he, he, he's very dumb and aggressive. So <laughs> oh, okay. maybe we need to figure this out. I don't know. I, I'm running out of newspapers, so I had nothing left to hit him with. So I mean, if Ellie Knight was here, he could stick his nose in his crotch. Maybe then he would learn. Don't you're not supposed to crap here. So anyway, he's cutting his promo at the title match, and he turns right into Braun Breaker, who's standing there, and he's jumping up and down, super excited. And he wants to prove himself, so Knight tells him to meet him in the ring. Okay, before we get to that, I gotta say this real quick. For those of you who may not know, Braun Breaker is actually Bronson Rex Steiner, which basically means he is the son of Rick Steiner and the nephew of Big Papa Pump. So he's part of the Steiner family. I had no clue. I, I knew that I knew that his son had signed to NXT. I didn't know. I just couldn't remember what he looked like. Yeah. And apparently, originally, they're going to change his name to Rex Steiner, which I thought would have been a ten times better name than what the fuck they just gave him. Braun Breaker. This Bre- is a stupid fucking name. Stupid name. Very stupid name. Very stupid name. Yeah, it was. You, you could have just called him Rex Steiner. It would have been more badass, and it would be great to talk about. Hey, he comes from a family lineage. It's something you can get behind Mm -hmm. now granted i don't want him going out there imitating his father or imitating his uncle be your own character be your own gimmick but having that family lineage gives you a reason to get behind him makes you want to learn more about him because you that's a better way to introduce these people to the fans who have no idea who the fuck these people are you got somebody that comes from a legendary family you you can it's okay to bring it up in conversation what's not okay is to make them copy their famous relative or push them to the The moon moon too early that's the only issues i have but it's okay to say they're from a legendary family so then we cut to the opening match of the evening our first official match la night versus braun breaker i thought it was great actually because it was it was it could have been a little bit longer but it was just a couple back and forth and mr braun one two three and he beats the douchebag of them all la douche but i thought it was a pretty good opening match i thought it was okay it could have been a little bit better Vinny, your thoughts i thought it was a very good opening match um i under- it could have gone longer but i understand why it didn't because la knight had to wrestle later that night so very true very you, true you, you can't you can't let him get gassed out or tired in the opening bout because then by the time he gets to the main event he's winded and can't go and he needed to go for this match so I understand why the match didn't go as long as it did, uh, but it went long enough to where it wasn't like an embarrassing squash. True. Like there were times where LA Knight had the upper hand as well he should, and Braun Breaker had to work for his gimmick. Uh, you'll also notice that, uh, you know, as I mentioned before, they gave the reference about having a dog face gremlin mentality. <laughs> that is a straight <laughs> dig at Rick Steiner because Rick Steiner was the dog face gremlin during his time in WCW when he was, he was. Wh- whether he was teaming with his brother Scott or whether he was a single star, he was called the dog face gremlin. Dog face gremlin. So it made perfect sense for that type of gimmick. Now, of course, uh, Braun Breaker was kick-ass. I loved his moves. He has definitely an amateur wrestling background, and he was definitely trained by two talented amateur wrestlers. And he was. Because the Steiners were known for that. Uh, they, were, they were talented wrestlers from Minnesota, University of Minnesota. So they definitely have that ability and Braun Breaker I think definitely has a future in NXT I really hope it's I really wish they had given him the Rex Steiner name but he does he at some point he needs to change it like definitely before he goes to the main roster if he ever gets called up and be given that Steiner ability because I don't care what type of reputation Scott Steiner may have in WWE 
the Steiner family name still holds water with wrestling fans. Well, of course Be- they do. Believe it or not, people still want to meet the Steiner brothers. Scott Steiner still gets booked regularly for wrestling shows. I know I've worked on shows with him. Uh, Rick Steiner, not so much. Um, although on a personal level, I think he's a dick, but I won't get into why on this episode. No, let's don't. Let's say that for another day. I'll say that for another day. Let's say for but, a rainy day. For a rainy day. But either way, great showing by Braun Breaker. Love the fact that he got the debut win. Kind of wish it wasn't over LA Knight, though, because it makes him look bad going into the NXT title match, in my opinion. Don't know. Don't care. Alright, and on that note, we're going to move on to the next match of the evening, if we even want to call it that. Uh, Imperium versus Briggs and Jensen. Uh, I agree. Blah. Boring as hell. Yeah, it was pretty much just a regular tag team match, and pretty mu- they were just getting their asses kicked. Pretty much, they had him for what? About a good, what, minute or two? Then after that, Imperium just beats the shit up. Yeah, this was Imperium getting a squash victory to kind of try to make themselves look good, which doesn't make fucking sense. It doesn't make sense at all. Imperium's already over. This is the type of shit Way that you do over. when in, this is the type of shit you do with a tag team when you want to establish who they are. We know who Imperium is. We know how gifted they are. We know how talented they are. Yep. It is just plain unnecessary to have to make them get into a match or do anything or do anything ridiculous. So it's you don't have to worry about that. This is a stupid waste of time. Waste of time. Waste totally of time. agree. And on that note, we're going to move on to the next moment here. We got in the studio. Uh, we see the Hit Row and B-Fab in uh, the studio. B-Fab says the time for talk is over. Swerve, Top Dollar, and the Adonis follow B-Fab out of the frame. And I will say, great promo by uh, Hit Row. Very good promo. Always great to... Uh, oh, you yeah. Know, God, yeah. They, I love the, the promos. These guys cut phenomenal promos. Their style, their cadence everything. Yep. They all talk like they're a team and everything's on point. Very true. But the thing that I was that was brought to my attention was the fact that B-Fab is finally going to get in the ring. Very true. I cared more about that than anything else that was you said. You have mentioned that several times. Yes, I have. Oh, several times. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we have that match of the evening. If, if we you want to call it that. that. And that is, of course, B-Fab with Hit Row versus Katrina Cortez. Uh, squash? I counted, Very much so. I, I counted. It was 94 seconds. And Vinny was like, what the hell are you doing? It's like, I do, that was a 94-second match. He goes, shit, dude, it was that bad, was it? I was like, yeah, that was really bad. I mean, Katrina, however you say her name, got what? Maybe a couple licks in? After that, it was basically a basic back break naker. One, two, three. I'm like, um, that was awful. But B-Fab has been, we wouldn't want B-Fab to get in the ring. What other than just to have a quick squash match to show her dominance? Uh, here's but there was a problem. Well, here's the thing. It was sloppy. That's exactly. That's what I was trying to say. I don't even care that the match is squash. I can give a fuck less about that. My problem was the match was sloppy. B-Fab did not know what the fuck she was doing. Katrina Cortez was no fucking help at all. Nope. I don't know who the fuck... Now, I don't know if it's because B-Fab doesn't know what she's doing or if Katrina has no experience. But either way, this was a terrible, terrible. fucking match. Awful. B-Fab looks fucking awful. This is a terrible debut for her. And if, if, if she's this terrible, then she is not going to be the future of NXT. Nope. And it's not making me hopeful for the win women's division. Nope. Because I'm not really believing in it right now. I still don't think, I still think AEW's women's division is way worse, Mm -hmm. but NXT is getting there with their women's division. It's very, very awful. Awful. And this was sloppy. It was disappointing. 
It was disappointing. It was irritating. And I expect better from the women in NXT because they're supposed to be the best women's division in wrestling. I have put the women's division over greatly. And for them to embarrass me and the division like that is fucking pathetic. Pathetic. Pathetic, pathetic, pathetic. And after the match, BFAB grabs the mic and is about to tell us what she thinks of Electra. But Legato Del Fantasma interrupts. Electra says she's going to shut BFAB's mouth. BFAB tells Electra to bring it. Escobar holds Electra back. And BFAB tells Electra Escobar just saved her life. Let's see what happens there. Let's see what happens there because I think Electra and uh, BFAB might be a little bit better than what the hell we saw tonight. Well, Electra Lopez is great in the ring. I've seen her wrestle. I think she's fantastic. BFAB had a bad showing. So we're going to see if when they face off, if BFAB was just having a bad night or if she just needs a better dance partner. Because BFAB, this this was bad for her. Very bad. It made Hit Row look very bad as well. True. Because the other three are phenomenal wrestlers. Uh, BFAB, if if she's going to bomb like that, she needs to stick to being a valet and get out of the ring. She's like, you thought I couldn't do this? Um, Now I know you can't. Pretty much. You know, you're going to have to... Maybe you had bad match, first match jitters. I don't know, but B-Fab ain't looking fab right now. No fab at all. That was a bust. Bust. Well, it was more like B-flat. B-flat. So on, and we cut to the backstage area, and we got Dexter Loomis's groomsmen are in the back. We got Cameron Grimes. To the moon. Johnny Gargano and Odyssey Jones are all dressed like Loomis. Uh, Gargano says something is missing tonight. Austin Theory walks into the room. Theory is finally back from running away. Theory really says there means. was Theory said there was no way he was gonna miss Indy's wedding. Theory says he brought a gift. You can't have a wedding without a priest. Damien Priest walks in and Priest is gonna stick around for the open bar. Uh okay. You yeah, I brought a uh theory. I brought a priest and Damien Priest walks in and I think Johnny points it out, uh dude, he's not a real priest. And, and then Damien Priest goes, uh yeah, man, he's right. And I just I thought that was funny. That made me chuckle. <laughs> it was funny. It was funny, but the whole like Austin Theory running away. What the hell is that? What the fuck? Well, I have no fucking clue. That was the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. Now, I will say Austin Theory lately has been wrestling dark matches for Raw and SmackDown. I know this because when I went to SmackDown in Jacksonville, uh, I saw him. I saw Austin Theory, um, you know, going uh, in a dark match, competing. He's in a tag match. I think him and Odyssey Jones were actually a team. So it's kind of interesting. So I think that makes sense that both of them would be here for uh, Dexter's wedding. Uh, So in general, that was funny. And I also like the fact that he was, Damian Priest showed up for one night. It was just everything looked cool. It did look cool. They did that very, very well. And then he's like, I'm here for the open bar, man, and just enjoying that shit. So I thought that was funny. And uh, next on our list is uh, Carmelo Hayes and some guy named Trick Williams walked to the ring. Carmelo Hayes is like his number one contendership. And then there, and uh, they were talking about Trick's always had my back, always had my back. Good for him. Thank you, buddy. And then Trick says something, you need to step up. So they're talking about this. They shake hands. They go out and who, what was his name? Who comes out? Duke Hudson. And Duke Hudson comes out and says, Carmelo Hayes, you got lucky against me in the tournament. He walks in there. Trick one walk. Uh, that's like, you watch this. He just storms up them. They beat the shit out of them. Does this mean that these two guys are going to be heels? Yeah. I think that's exactly what this means. But the uh, other guy's a heel himself. How does this make any sense? 
because well, Duke Hudson, there's no there's no saying that he was a heel. He never behaved got, like I always I always got the uh, chicken shit heel from him. Well, the thing is this: uh, first of all, Duke Hudson's never done chicken shit anything. Uh, they were all stars in the breakout tournaments. They weren't really heels or baby faces. They were just wrestling. But Carmelo Hayes has you know the contract where he can wrestle any champion he wants. Yeah, true. He's got Trick Williams to watch his back, and well, I will say this: I thought both of these guys are fucking, fucking amazing. That was great. Their promos are on point. Yeah, promos were good. Carmelo Hayes, I've always been a fan yeah, of you, his. Yeah, 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 for that little, uh, what happened. Let's start talk about that. Folks, real quick, I was listening to Mr. Vinny Bucci here recapping last week's NXT. I had to hold the phone away from my ear. I had to take my headphones out after he was done. My ears were ringing. You were screaming into the mic. It's like, good God. I don't the third biggest rant you've ever done on a recap. I I shit you not. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't scream. I don't scream. I have a very normal voice. There's no lightning. You're so full of fucking shit in the first place. <laughs> Fuck you, motherfucker. Always give me crap for telling lies. Liar, 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 liar. Piss on fire. My pants are on fire. But I, anyway. I don't scream. I don't get mad. I, I, I always have a good. I'm always well-tempered. <laughs> I don't know what you <laughs> mean. I'm a very calm person. I am zen. I am zen. Hate. I am one oh, with no, the you universe. Don't hate. You don't I am hate. all about hate. peace. You don't hate kids. You don't hate Marco. You don't hate Charlotte. No, you love those people so fucking much. Hmm, I know not these names of which you speak. So, anyway... My point is, um, I will say, uh, I, what he's referring to, obviously, is uh, Carmelo Hayes getting body slammed by Electra Lopez. And I'm going to say this. After what went down with that, this is exactly what Carmelo needed to do. Yeah. This made him look good. He's got backup now. He is a heel. He's he's badass. He's done being horrible. Or maybe the anti-hero? I don't know what he's going to be, but I know what he did was very heelish. Yeah, yeah. It was very heelish. It was very heelish. I was like, but, but, but a lot of people don't like Rich Harlan. I mean, not Rich Harlan, Duke Hudson. Oops, wrong guy. Sorry. My bad. No, nah, Duke Hudson is, he was a big guy who did very well in the breakout tournament. But yeah, I'm a fan. And I thought what they did was what needed to be yeah, done because yeah, I like that. Carmelo needed something to bounce back after that embarrassing moment. The embarrassing, embarrassing moment. That was, it was horrible. It was I, awful. This is the only way he's going to dig himself out of the hole he got buried in. <laughs> this Set is his way. Shovel, he had a bulldozer. Yeah, he needs to dig himself out. And he found the perfect way yeah, to did. dig himself yeah, out. Yeah. This was very well done. And, and next on the list, Gigi Dolan and uh, JCJ or uh, Jane are looking at Mandy Rose. Apparently, she's got a new look. Like I give a fuck. You don't and, give a fiddler's fuck about Mandy Rose. That was. And, oh wait, that's another person you apparently don't hate at all, now do you? Oh, I can't stand that bitch. So anyway, we get we get to the next match of the evening, if we even want to call, call it that. that. We have. Casey Cantanzaro and Caden Carter versus Gigi Dolan and JC Jane with Mandy Rose. Um, the only this was another what what was the word we're looking for? Here? Squash. Squash, squash, Mandy Rose. You change your hair, really? That's all you do. Don't get me wrong, and you're gonna hate me. Mandy Rose has one thing and one thing only going for her. You know what that is? What? Her looks. 
that's it. How am I going to hate you for that? That's the truth. I've never said Mandy Rose wasn't attractive. Like, I, mean, I said I she couldn't like, wrestle. What's the point she's doing there? Like, there's only one thing. She's class A, smoking hot. She's a centerfold bitch, as, as Sonya Deville used to call also her. And also on Monday Night Raw, Eve Marie, too. Is she a centerfold bitch as well? She's there. She's pointless about her being there, just like Mandy Rose. Yeah. I mean, actually, well, Mandy Rose is better than Eva Marie. Oh, I'll say God, that. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Mandy, I'll give her that. But Eva Marie is, uh, is garbage. Garbage. She had a chance to redeem herself, and she but fucking she, blew it. She's she done. It. Done. She, she's done. 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 The difference done. is Mandy Rose, uh, and we'll get to that in a moment, but I'm a, I might actually pay her a compliment soon. But Eva Marie was, was absolute garbage. Yeah. But anyway, so they have a very quick match. Yeah. And then after that, we see it, it was so boring. Was they cut boring. to the backstage area to so Pete Dunne and Ridge Holland attacking Kyle O'Reilly. And based, uh, that, that's how boring your match is yeah. when they're cutting to a backstage segment. I remember that. You and I were like looking at each other. I was like, this is awful. We see Ridge Holland and Pete Dunne beat the shit out of Kyle O'Reilly. I was like, well, I, motherfuckers. Just as I was about to go to sleep, I'm like, wait, what? I had to wake back up for that shit. I was like, Vinny, wake up. Oh, yeah. So anyway, um, after the match, they beat down Katanzar and Carter. Rose takes off her hood and she's sporting a new darker hair color. Then Saray hits the ring and makes the save. We go to commercial. We come back. We now have a six-woman tag match. Saray, Casey, and Kaden versus Mandy Rose, Gigi Dolan, and JC Jane. Back to the uh, that tag team. The Casey, the tag team, Sarah, Sarah, Casey. I like those two. Those two girls together. They got some good chemistry. They need to work on a lot of things, but I do like the hell out of them. Well, that's Casey and Kaden. They're the tag team. I like them. I like them. Yeah. Saray is just there. She, she's just a woman yeah, that got thrown yeah, into this to help yeah, out. Yeah. But either way. Um, boring. Boring. Am I right or am I wrong? I'd say you're wrong. I wasn't bored by this match. It was okay. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, it wasn't like amazing. It was better than BFAB's debut. But yeah, it was better than that. Because these were women that are established. Yeah. And Mandy Rose actually had a pretty decent finish and actually pinned somebody. Yeah. She used the V trigger for for the win, uh, but I will say this about Mandy Rose: I have I have seen a bit of an improvement from her. How so? Um, well, I think in NXT she's starting to learn how to work again, and she's do she's being less of a. I like the new look because it's going to take away from the fact that she's been the blonde, sexy girl, and now I think she's going to be more focused on wrestling, and I think that's what she needs to focus on more because she's got the looks down already. True, but if you're just a pretty face with good tits and a nice ass, you're not gonna get very far. You can only get so far with that look. Very true. Very few people can actually get to the top and have just that. You know, this isn't the era of Sable, so it's not gonna fucking work, okay? (laughs) You're gonna have to know how to wrestle too. And she is, and Mandy Rose did improve a little bit, and I feel like that's why she's back in NXT, because she needs to get, she needs, she needed to be sent back to NXT a long time ago. A long time ago. But now she's here, she has the opportunity to work and reinvent herself, and maybe I might eventually come around to liking Mandy Rose. Maybe. I can't promise that. I have to see how she improves over the next several weeks and months and everything. And if I see that she is getting better and I can can see she puts on good quality matches, I could become a fan of Mandy Rose. We'll see what happens. Yeah. I'm saying she's got a chance. Um, And then we cut to the backstage area where William Regal announces that Kyle O'Reilly, due to the attack, is not cleared to wrestle. He'll be taken out of the Fatal 4-Way. And instead, Regal adds newcomer Von Wagner to the match because Von Wagner was the one who made the save for Kyle while... uh, 
Pete Dunne and Ridge Holland took him out. So we're going to see a new guy. New guy. Get his first match. is going to be for the NXT title. And after that, we have our next match of the evening. If, if we want to call, call it that. that we got Ridge Holland versus Drake Maverick. That, that seriously? Drake Maverick, I love you, dude. But why? Just why? Poor bastard. Rest in peace, Drake Maverick. I don't think you're going to be in the next team much longer there, buddy. He deserves so much better. Drake yeah, Maverick is very talented. Guys, I guess you are four times his size. He needs to go to the cruiserweight section. That's He's not just... even, it's not even that. It's how you're booked. Why are they booking so shitty? I don't know why they're doing this to Drake Maverick. He is really damn good. Yeah, he is. Like, this guy is talented in the ring. Now, I don't think he... I'm not necessarily saying put the world title on him. No, no, But he doesn't deserve to be a guy that gets squashed to make Ridge Holland look good. Drake Maverick is not a jobber. No, he's not. He's not. He's a good hand. But he's not a jobber, okay? He's a guy that you that you beat after a good competitive match. Not a guy you beat in seconds. That was fucking pathetic. And Holland beats down Maverick at the first quick win. Winner and Rich Holland. Yes. And then we proceed to go to another match. The Creed Bros with the Diamond versus a local Colin. That's the next match, even if we want to call it that. Right, Benny? Another match that was a squash. Have you realized something today, tonight? There was a lot of squash matches tonight, weren't there? Yeah, there was. I was like, there was Very much so. Shitload. I was like, what the hell is this? I feel like because it's NXT 2.0, uh, Vince has this idea in his head that they need to reintroduce everybody. Because that's usually what you do when you put people in squash matches like that. You're usually doing it to introduce your new talent. You have them squ- beat a bunch of job guys so they look good, and you establish who they are, how tough they are. Then when it comes time for them to face top guys, that's when they have to have a competitive match. What do they win or lose? That's when they get pushed to their limit, when they start facing the top guys. Top guys. But before you put them in the ring with top guys, you have to... Make sure you can work a match. And get wins under their belt. It's how you build somebody up without bringing down your established talent. You have to, you you use the local talent to get your new talent over, and then then when it's time for them to become one of the big boys, that's when you take the established talent to put them over. Very true, sir. It's it's the process of wrestling. Process, process, process. And the Creed brothers are They're fucking fu- great. I love them. I was I was like, oh yeah. I was like, now that's the new tag team I'm going to get into. Yeah, I was like, like they don't come out there with fancy stuff. They come out there it's like with actual what. Well, you guys were right. That, that's wrestling singlets. Yeah, I was, I was, I was that's like, what we wore in, in high school. Yeah, I was like, wrestling. That's, that's like that's high school wrestling uniform right there. That it is. That's smart. And th- those guys were mean, vicious. I was like, yes, a new heel tag team. Can't wait. Yeah, they are badass motherfuckers. Oh, yeah, I like, I like I like and they just them. kick ass, and that's all they need to do. And then after they won, uh, the uh, spot monkey, Koshida, who Vinny does not like at all, came out there with his, just started saying, you talked that blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, done talking. So next week on NXT, it will be Koshida defending the belt against Roderick Strong. For the Cruiserweight Championship. Okay, um, Zach, I need to teach you something about the proper way to recap a show, and that is, you gotta stop skipping over shit. It was this match was pointless. F- first of all, there's no such thing. The Creed brothers do not have pointless matches. It was not pointless because a point was made. It was making the Creed brothers look good. Number one. Number two. Before Kushida came out there with his uh, with yeah, his blah, yeah. blah 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 bullshit. We have another person who's introduced you to New Diamond. Yes, you fucking moron. You gotta pay attention to this shit. Malcolm Bivens introduced the newest member of the Diamond Mind, Ivy Nile, who looks badass. 
looks scary, and they even said she hasn't had a carb since 2005. While you're eating breakfast in the morning, she's run 10 miles already. Like, they're trying to get a new woman into not only the faction, but also to to, to NXT in general. You gotta go down the list in chronological order. You don't just skip shit. That's how you properly recap. Fucker, pay attention. So, Ivy Nile gets introduced. I look forward to seeing what Ivy Nile can do. Then Kushida comes out and does his blah, 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 sushi bullshit. And then, uh, you know, blah, 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 egg roll, blah, 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 sushi, blah, 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 it's Godzilla. (laughs) And next week, they're going to fight for the Cruiserweight Championship. Roderick Strong, damn well, better take this belt, is all I got to say. And if If you don't, then you've pretty much buried the diamond mine and given me a reason to, to... possibly not watch NXT anymore because I am sick of Kushida. I am sick and tired of wrestlers who no speak English getting the fucking belt around their waist. If I can't understand what the fuck you're saying, it makes no sense. So anyway, on that note, we move on to the main event of the evening for the NXT championship, the vacant championship. We have Pete Dunne versus L.A. Knight versus Von Wagner versus Tommaso Ciampa. Actually, this was fantastic. It was awesome. Finally, a match was actually worth watching. I wasn't a fucking squash. Jeez, man. But, hands down, that Von Wagner guy, he impressed the fucking hell out of me. He was good, wasn't he, Vinny? He Very was well. really good. I was like, hell yeah. He was big, but, I mean, still, though, good guy to replace Kyle O'Reilly. It was back and forth. I mean, the physicality of it, there was even ring psychology in it, wasn't there? It wasn't there. At times, yes. Yeah, it was very- none of these guys really have a rival. The only real rival that ever was was between Pete Dunne and Tommaso Chapa. They even tag-teamed up a little bit in the match to, uh, uh, match to take out Von Wagner. Well, yeah, because you always do that. Take, try to take out the bigger guy uh, to get him out of the way. That's it's just it's just common sense like that. It's how you work a match. So it made perfect sense for him to for them to team up on the bigger guy and get him out of the picture. And then of course, L.A. Knight had his moments in the sun where yes. he did very well. Yeah, he did. He did. He did. He even got uh, he got the crimson match tonight, didn't he? Yeah, he got, he got busted up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So he he got busted from something. And then of course, Champa hits the fairy tale ending, gets the one, two, three, and he is now the new NXT champion. Two time, two time, two time. Goldie yeah. is coming home, there, folks. Yes, Tommaso Champ is now a two time NXT champion, and um, I I rather have Kyle Riley not get hurt and him win it or. Or um, Pete Dunn. I would have been happy with anybody but Tommaso Ciampa. But this is what happens when we have booking. Yeah, Tommaso. And here's the thing. I, I like Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah, yeah, I'm a big fan. Do. We both do. But I felt like this is an opportunity to build a new NXT champion instead of giving it to somebody who's already held the belt before. Yeah, true, doesn't It doesn't true. help the brand. It doesn't do anything. Uh, personally, I felt this was LA Knight's time. I feel like LA Knight was more than ready to be the champion. He was very deserving of the belt. He's got the best... He's the best. He's the best all-round entertainer, wrestler in NXT, and deserve the title. Now, Pete Dunne, I'd have been fine with him getting it. Yeah, same here. And same it would have made sense since he had att- took out Kyle O'Reilly. But uh, Wagner definitely didn't deserve it. You no, know, he didn't. No, he as t- as good as he was, this is not the this is not the night. It's not the right time. Awesome. It's not the right time for him. But uh, yeah. But Tommaso Ciampa has it, so we'll see how that Let's goes. See how, this, how this plays out, right? Yeah. But I still felt like this was L.A. Knight's time. No, it should have been Pete Dunne. 
Yeah, either one of them, I felt, should have taken it. And then, ladies and gentlemen, we have the closing moment, the wedding of Index. As you know, those people don't know, that'd be Dexter Loomis and Andy Hartwell. Yes. About fucking time. All right. So Loomis is in the ring, flanked by his groomsmen and the guest, which are NXT superstars. Johnny Gargano walks Hartwell to the ring. Gargano doesn't want to let Hartwell go, asking her over and over again if she's sure. And the priest is basically saying who gives her away? And he says I do and gives a speech, which I thought was hilarious because <laughs> Yeah, it was like uh, I was this, I'm this, I'm that and his wife goes, Johnny, sit down. Yeah. <laughs> well, And here's the thing though. That's normally a thing at weddings where the dad sometimes has a hard time letting go <laughs> let of the daughter. Go, and the wife like, come on, honey, and the wife, Yeah, the wife has to make you sit down you're embarrassing us in the church because it's supposed to be the wedding day so you realize in that moment your your little girl is not your little girl anymore she's now a woman and you're basically saying you're basically saying to the groom to the groom she's your problem now all the bills that i've been paying are now yours that's exactly what that is that's usually what every dad's thinking when you're walking down the aisle no more credit cards no more phone bill no more no more car makeup, payments no don't have to worry payments. about her doing this or and that Fucker, here you go. <laughs> here you go. And, uh, hands down. You inherit this debt, my friend. Hands down, when it comes to WWE weddings, Vinny will know they always end up in a disaster. Like some, like the priest getting tombstone, somebody getting choke slammed, something serious, super kick, probably the br- a choke of, of tombstone. The bride I- changes her mind. The groom changes his mind. Uh, <laughs> somebody comes out with some footage to make them say, you shouldn't get married. Here's what happened. Happens. There's always <laughs> something. Always There's always something. Always. always. Something. So you're sitting there wondering what the <laughs> fuck's gonna happen here. So, uh, as, so Candice LeRae forces Gargano to sit down. Fury is supposed to have the rings. So they said, like, you know, do you have the ring? He's like, we're already in a ring, dude. And I'm like, no. No. First of all, first of all, where do I fucking begin? Not only is that the dumbest fucking thing. I've ever heard a person say, why was this warranted? It wasn't funny. It wasn't comedic. You looked, you sounded fucking retarded, Austin. Like a dumbass. And then, of course, they're like, got in the rings, and Eichmann Jiro has the, opens his jacket to reveal the rings. Why this idiot has it, I don't know. He, he don't bug me that much. I find him funny in the ring sometimes. I, I don't hate him. He's just weird. So... But the thing is, why? What was the point in these gags? They were funny. They were forced and not comedic. Some of them were. They were no. They were terrible actors. Terrible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. These guys. It's like comedy is supposed in wrestling is supposed to be done by people who are actually fucking funny. And none of these people were funny. These jokes were cheesy. They were stupid, and it was unnecessary for for this moment. So then the minister asked if anyone has an objection. Loomis opens his jacket to make sure everyone knows he is carrying an axe. And everyone who raised their hands. Oh, 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 yeah, that's right. That's right. Everybody's have to check. Now, please speak your mind. And everybody's slowly raised their hand. Like so many people were objecting. (laughs) Comes out and shows the axe. Then he goes. I uh no I'm, 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 good. I'm good I'm good I'm good I'm good I'm good so uh lowers it quickly oh yeah Hartwell's vows are heartfelt and hilarious it was like the it was like the weirdest fucking vows I've ever heard some people think you're a stalker but I just think you care like what that was the weirdest shit I've ever heard <laughs> oh it was even bad I remember one time texting that you snuck into my room and he goes 
And then he comes over and just puts his hands on the mic like, and, like, shakes his head. Jai's like, what? While we were sleeping? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I thought that was great. That was great. So the, and then they ask uh, Dexter was to give his vows, and he puts the thumbs up. And I'm like, what the fuck? Because everybody's waiting for Loomis to, oh, my God, we're finally going to hear him talk. Because he hasn't spoken. Now, here's the thing. I've heard Dexter Loomis speak, just not in WWE. When he was in TNA, he, he, he I, don't, I don't know how far, I don't know if you ever watched TNA, but he used to wrestle under the name Samuel Shaw, and he was a pretty good promo. So he his ability to do this is fucking great. So he just puts his thumbs up, and I got so fucking mad, because all I'm thinking is, what kind of Orange Cassidy bullshit <laughs> is this? I wanted to fucking punch Zach's phone. I wanted to break the fucking screen. I was so mad, because I'm like, no, I don't want this Orange Cassidy bullshit on my fucking TV. Do not turn into pockets. So he put, and then the priest goes off on a rant about how Loomis should have more to say than that. And Loomis puts the, puts the minister, you know, in his finisher and chokes him out. And now I'm thinking, great, they're going to fuck the wedding up. This is going to suck. It's going to be dumb. Then lo and behold, Edge's wife, Beth Phoenix, hops in the rings and says, hey, last night I became an Odin minister. And, and yeah, she so I became a minister online. The whole crowd goes crazy and said, because she knew, she knew something like this would happen. So, uh, and Johnny's like, smart. She planned ahead, well thinking. And then they, so then he turns to her heart and says, Do you take Dexter to be your lawfully wedded husband, to have and to hold, to love and to cherish, and sickness and in health, till death, I hope of natural causes, do you part? And Hartwell says, I do. Then she turns to Luma and says, Do you take any to be your heartfully wedded wife, to have and to hold, to love and to cherish, and sickness and in health, till death, do you part? And then there's a pause. Dun, 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 dun. And then all of a sudden, Loomis leans in and goes, I. Dude. And the crowd pops. Go, goes nuts. Because first he says I, and we're thinking, oh, I'm thinking in my mind. Because again, I'm always thinking in wrestling, there's a fuckery. He's going to say, don't. I literally thought he was going to say, Same don't. Here. I was like, what, like, what, what it? it says, I do. We're like, no, he says I. And then you're thinking, oh, crap. No. You're think, first you're thinking, holy shit, he spoke. Now you're thinking, <laughs> holy crap, he's going to say, I don't. He's holding it way too long. And then he goes, do. And the crowd fucking pops. <laughs> Place explodes. Loomis and Harper pronounce husband and wife. Everyone cheers. They kiss. Backstage, Chomp is watching the wedding from a monitor. Braun Breaker walks in. Chomp congratulates Breaker on winning his debut match and offers him a handshake. Breaker glares at the NXT championship. Chompa chuckles, and then they shake hands. Yep, yes they did. Okay. For the most part, this show was nothing but a squash. The only entertainment thing was was the fucking wedding. I'm the glad whole it show sucked. Except for the, the, the main event. And the wedding. <laughs> and the the main wedding. event and the wedding. That was it. Oh, this and is I, horrible. I, I, I will also say I liked Braun Breaker's debut. Yeah, yeah. But the rest of the show was sucked. It was a squash after squash after squash. For no reason. None. None. None at all. There was no reason for those matches to be squashes. None. Not nada. So so now now it looks like Breaker might want to go for the NXT Championship, which will be intriguing to see. But I don't know if that's something they want to rush into. They shouldn't. And then after that, we got the wedding now. So Dexter finally spoke, which is going to break the internet. Uh, they're going to have, and I'll, I'm intrigued to see what they do as husband and wife. I want to see if they become like a power couple that, you know, becomes champions and everything. I'm going to just see what happens next week at the honeymoon. 
Cause yeah, cause you know they're going to talk about the honeymoon. <laughs> because one of the things Indy said, Dexter's a freak. You guys are right. <laughs> You're my freak. And it's like, oh, my God. As soon as you heard that, you were like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's it's, it's going to be interesting to hear. Very, very interesting. Very, yeah. Very, very I'm going to be intrigued to see how that works. Intrigued indeed, sir. Intrigued indeed. Well, is there anything else we need to talk about? As far as NXT, I think we're good. Yeah, I think so, too. I think I- I think so too. I think so, so too. Okay, so that, ladies and gentlemen, will officially wrap up this recap of NXT. Yes, Zach, for thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule to join me this week. Uh, a very, very busy man, folks. Sorry, guys. I work a lot, and Vinny knows that. It was like, it was like, oh, God. I was like, well, I have to go to work now again. Like yeah. I do tomorrow. Yeah, we both got a long day ahead of us. I still got to finish editing the segment we recorded with Elvis. Obviously, at the time you're listening to this, that that's already up there. But at the time we're recording this, I'm still finishing up editing that. Uh, so that. That'll be up, and then of course uh, this NXT recap will come up as well. Yep. yep. Uh, so make sure you guys are following the Boochcast. We are on Anchor, Anchor, Spotify, Spotify, Breaker, Breaker, and Google Podcasts. And Google Podcasts. So pick your favorite hosting site or follow us on all four and be a super fan. Super fan. Also, make sure you guys like us on Facebook. Facebook. Go to facebook.com/slash the Boochcast. We have archived episodes of the show as well as great content for you guys to check out. Also, make sure you follow us on Twitter. And Instagram. And Instagram. At the Boochcast. Boochcast. Get the latest tweets, photos, and videos. Yep, 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 yep. And, of course, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Yep. Uh, we got uh, episodes of Boochcast Reviews, Dark Side of the Ring. We have our watch parties, our D&D one-shot, funny skits. You can check out on the show. And, of course, we have new episodes Dark Side of the Ring coming very soon. We're about to get to work on them. Uh, we got the Brian Pillman episodes. Zach and I did the Ultraviolence and Nick Gage is going to come out. Uh, the Collision in Korea. The Ultimate Warrior. The Smith Family that we did with, De- with Desmond. I'm yeah. still in the process of working on that yeah. one. We got the Dynamite Kid. The Plane Ride from Hell. And the Double Life of Chris Canyon all coming soon. Uh, we're all going to be getting these done in some capacity. So make sure you guys are subscribing to the channel. Ring that bell. I'll be notified so you know when those episodes are going to drop. Also, make sure you're following us on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash theboochcast. That's where we do our live wrestling watch parties. Our next party will be taking place on Sunday, November 21st for WWE Survivor Survivor Series. Series. So make sure you join us for the Survivor Series. Mark the day on your calendar. Also, we got our live D&D show taking place next month. Once I have the final details, I will be able to reveal that for you guys. Still got one big surprise. Can't quite reveal it yet, but when I can, it's going to blow your fucking minds. Make sure you check us out there. And of course, Elvis is going to be starting a new gaming show on there where he'll be doing some video gaming regularly to keep the Twitch fans uh, entertained while, you know, we're waiting for the D&D shows and the watch parties and everything else. So they're all live events you can, on Twitch. You can live chat with us during all of it and we'll be sure to talk with you uh, through all of that. So make sure you join us. Also, speaking of watch parties, the SummerSlam watch party will be available soon. So you get to see all of the uh, craziness from that one. And- I have no clue what he's talking about oh you do you just don't want to talk about it no i don't and of course make sure you guys support the show by going to anchor.fm slash the boochcast slash support become a supporter of the boochcast support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes we have three different levels you can contribute at we got prizes for each event coming soon you can you have the option of contributing for 99 cents per month 
That's all you got to do, just 99 cents. You can also donate for $4.99 per month, same amount of money you would normally pay for a Peacock subscription. You can check this out. Obviously, a lot of you guys aren't fans of the Peacock. Don't give them your money. Give us our, give us the money. We put out better content. And no, you we go do. to the last level, which is a mere $9.99. The same amount of money you used to pay for a WWE Network subscription in the United States. Can support the Boochcast. You got nowhere to put that $9.99 since the network's no longer available here. So take that money, bring it over here. We got better content than the network anyway. You can also pay with a credit card or with GPay. You have each option so you can do that. And the money you put, you give to us goes back to the show. It allows us to upgrade our equipment. It yep. allows us to bring in bigger name guests. Yep. It allows us to pay the bills. Yep. And it allows me to take care of all the guys that work really hard behind the scenes to make this show possible. And of course, most importantly, it helps my this buddy right here with his ramen noodles. Fuck so, off. Fuck Zach you. Zach needs his ramen noodles. noodles. Fuck you. So make sure you guys um give us uh that donate that money because let me take so you can help feed this starving ginger who is desperately in need of nourishment. <laughs> I'm telling you, he is wasting away. He is nothing but skin and bones, ladies and gentlemen. Skin and bones and devilish hair. So make sure you guys uh, donate what you can to help the Booch cast and this ginger grow. So until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been the Boochcast. This has been the Boochcast. He forgot. This is also the Broke Soldier Zach Scott. Hope to see you next time. Until then, pizza, pizza baby! Well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Stay well. Bye-bye. Keep warm. Relax. And eat. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu, mon vieux. À la prochaine. Goodbye till when we meet again. <laughs>